All right, let's do it. Hey, crew, back on the podcast today. I've got Jeremy Sol joining me, so I'll let you introduce yourself. Hey, going as, as Jeremy Sol here. I'm a PT online coach and a self-titled IFBB bro. Yeah. Right. <laughs> cool, man. Yeah. So what made you get into the journey? Um, so yeah, I pretty much started out when I was... So like, it's, it's a pretty long road, obviously. I started out pretty much in high school, you know, getting my first dumbbell set. You know, like, yeah. do you remember the spin lock dumbbells? Oh, yes. I remember those. Yes, yeah, you remember the good... Yeah, the, oh, the clinking, clanking ones. Yeah. yeah. Everyone had a set. So my dad bought me one at a very young age. And then, so I kind of got pretty much into like using dumbbells, barbells, um, the basic stuff, a lot of curls, you know, like yeah. in high school, you don't know very much. <laughs> so that was, I remember that was the first thing I only did. So I pretty much um, started around like 13 or 14. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of just trained mainly for just basketball really. So I was playing basketball and that was really what I was doing it for and arm wrestling. Because <laughs> I'm wrestling here yeah, in, in high school, in high school, not competitive, oh, just man. amongst friends and stuff. How, how much of like a, a feat of strength that is to be like the yes. class champion? <laughs> it is wrestling. like being undefeated. <laughs> yeah. I think I only came and drew draw once with one guy, yeah. and we sat there for like half an hour, just like just going back and forth. We were like, this is just, this is really hard. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and then so you know, starting after high school, I pretty much left high school, went to uni, and then. Pretty much joined my first gym, Jets, um, 24-7. Um, you remember it, yeah. So Jets was one of the first gyms out, like 24-7 gym. I think Zest was also one of the gyms. Okay, yeah. That was out then. Um, so pretty much joined that. And yeah, it was, that, was, that was pretty good, like learning out the fundamentals. And obviously, you just watch the biggest guy in the gym and just learn how to lift, you know. So this was about 10 years ago. Yeah, I'd wow. Say. There you go. Yeah. And then after that, I was studying at uni um, to study health science. Um, so that's how I wanted to study physio, but then like, I found during that time, obviously, I went on the wrong road and started partying. So yeah. not gonna deny that. I think everyone does that at a young age. And so I kind of trained just to look good for the clubs. Train for stereos? Train for stereos, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think me and, me and Nicole actually cut once for it. <laughs> we, I was just like, do we actually? Cut? So what year yeah. was that, 2014? Oh, it would have been like, yeah, about Steve 2000. Steve was there that year. Yeah, two thousand. It might have been two thousand fourteen. Yeah, it was pretty been, early on yeah. when we started dating, and we were like, "Yeah, let's." let's they had do Skrillex. They had. Um, yes. Did you go? Yeah, I was there. Yeah. <laughs> I, you, I, oh, mate! I was pumping the gym hard that morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was like, it was like a two-hour session, yeah, yeah. getting ready for that. Yeah. This was a two-day event too, but I had like such bad dons the next day. Yes. Yeah. So I woke up because I'd be like drinking and just partying all day. I woke up the next day, I was like, "Ow! Oh. Why is everything so sore?" <laughs> you got the meanest pump to look good for one day. The second day, you're like, "No." Nah, I feel small, I can't go. Like, because oh. you didn't eat and stuff, and you yeah. know, it was a tough time. So, it was like partying to look good, I guess, uh, training yeah. to look good. Um, and then, yeah, so I studied that, and then during that time, I kind of transferred into because health science was pretty hard, considering that it was like each unit had two exams. Mm. So, you have a practical and a theory. So, then that during that time, during partying, it was just a bit hard to match. Because, like, with health science, you have to study everything, like human body, you have to study it consistently yeah. to really understand it. If you go, if you go and try to cram it all in one day, you just cannot. It's yeah, just, it's definitely brain out, eh? yeah, exactly. So I pretty much started. Um, so I stopped partying pretty much, and then started competing in my first show. Um, and then yeah, just went into I think the Amara show was the first show I ever did. Um, and back then it was pretty much keto. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like you know, like about six years ago, so I was yeah. pretty much doing keto. Um, old school bodybuilder, like legit, egg you know, whites. sample meal plan, egg yeah. whites. Oh, not even egg whites, just eggs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they even sell egg whites back oh, then. Wow, like, yeah, yeah, so you yeah. just, had, I just ate the whole egg and then um, chicken breast, like bold chicken breast. 
broccoli yeah. and that was literally my whole diet and then like you know that Sunday you have Sunday you have like a refeed so you just eat some carbs and then that's pretty much how I did my first prep um, after that I kind of thought you know what I really enjoy what I'm doing here so I decided to leave uni um, and then pretty much started starting my PT course and then so um, I went through AIPT that was pretty good back then about 12 weeks on me but they didn't really teach you much most of these courses they give you enough just to be dangerous yeah, they give yeah. you enough to teach you, um, like you still need to have enough training background. Um, a lot of people, obviously, um, like some people in the course even, they're like complete like new to the training. Yeah. They're like, they're expecting to learn from it. And I'm like, oh, you need to definitely be training before this, before you can do it kind of thing. So Yeah, man, like you, you learn your most from actually doing like, you know, trying your own programs and trying exercise and training with different coaches and different methods. Yeah, so you yeah. learn it, like nowadays, um, all the information is there. Back then, it wasn't like readily available. Bodybuilding.com. Um, yeah, bodybuilding.com. That's the best option. Steve Cook. Best training splits. Yeah. yeah. And then you look at Steve Cook, like, oh yeah, yeah. this guy's like really ripped this stuff. That's all this guy. So um, during that time, yes, I became a PT. Um, and then, yeah, just started working in the gym. And then, so I was lucky to start out working in the gym and then um, just kind of grew my base from there and just literally did at least five years of PT before I decided to become an online coach. Yeah. And I was only after competing like, I would have done at least eight shows by then. So then that way I felt like I had enough experience through some coaches and stuff, personal experience that I could then kind of help some other people yeah. um, at that stage, yeah. Yeah, cool, man. Uh, what was uh, the first motivation? Were you much of a Dragon Ball Z fan? Uh, yes, of course. I yeah. mean, who doesn't love Dragon Ball Z? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's really, I guess like... That was my first motivation. I eh? was looking at Goku was like, fuck yeah, that's, he's been watching something. Yeah. Which is fine, eh? <laughs> yeah. He really sets the standard, eh? Especially does, like, um, I think Dragon Ball Z is very overwatched now, so like everyone's yeah. into it now. Um, I used to watch it, you know, back on Cheese TV, was it? Yeah, Cheese Cartoon Network. Or yeah, Cartoon was. Network, yeah. yeah. So Cheese TV was the normal, like <laughs> non-paid ones. <laughs> so like, that pretty much had like Dragon Ball Z. And I used to just watch that and then you get so pumped up, um, pretty much watching it and be like, when is that like the next episode comes and you have to wait for the next day and you're like oh gosh bullshit. like that's the worst feeling like they spend like a whole episode just yelling yeah. <laughs> you're like they call it, call it, like where are you going <laughs> hurry up and fight um, whole episode just turned super sad yes. oh man it'll be, it'll be like a whole week for them to yeah. turn super sad you're just waiting for it like they're just standing there yelling and shouting you're like man you need to hurry yeah, up that's, that's how I feel before I go for a deadlift you know just like standing there yelling at the bar yeah <laughs> you secretly like deep inside you just kind of like toast it. you yell at yourself like you're like come on let's do this I, I yell at myself anyway yeah <laughs> that's pretty good then people in the gym just stand around look at me and go what's wrong with this dude <laughs> but you gotta psych yourself up yeah it's, man it's, it's you, go for it. you gotta put all the effort in you may as well like. yeah I think like it's hard to not be able to grunt and then like train hard like if to push lifting, past like, that yeah. point of failure like yeah. it's you have like when you're in that much pain like it's really hard to not grunt yeah yeah yeah, yeah I was yeah. just like I mean, don't grunt it's a bit weird yeah yeah that's what I saw some of my clients they don't make a peep when they're lifting I'm yes. like this is too light up we go <laughs> but then sometimes it actually is too heavy yeah. Like, have you experienced like you know you're like oh that looked way light but then for some reason they just had a really good poker face oh, so when so you good. up all of a sudden they're like they just they just can't push it they're like yeah. oh, like they, they can't go anymore you're like oh crap that was a bit too heavy yeah 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 try, try not to break people away <laughs> yeah and I think that comes from our experience as well like so, you know like a lot of people just start out like both straight online and I'm like you just need to work in the gym first just yeah. just go actually work in the gym and learn how to 
approach people, talk to people, yeah. um, and do your job. You know, like, yeah. you know, PT, yeah. What, like, I don't know about you, but I think one of the big mistakes I see with, um, especially newer PTs coming on board, is they really struggle with the customer relations or building that um, building that rapport with people in the gym. Yes. Um, and like you said, like, they, they suck at that so badly that they go, all right, I'm going to be an online coach now because I can't do this. And they, then they just suck at being an online coach. And it's like, you will learn how to build that rapport because when you do that in person, then you learn how to do it by cross communication and you know yep. texting, emails, um, inbuilt messaging or whatever it is. Like Correct. those sort of things. So I think that's a that's a big thing. That you that's a huge thing. I think like that's just so massively important. Like just start yeah. in the gym, learn how to actually talk to people. You yeah. know, like you know, being able to be able to approach people, talk to them, help them in every way you can, and you know, treat every individual as a new canvas. Just yeah. don't think of it as just another number. You know, like treat because every individual is different. You know, and everyone's threshold of pain is different as well. So you can't like give one program to 10 different clients and expect it's going to work for all 10 of them. Because like, yeah. you know, num- number one client could like train very hard and give yeah. 110%. Then you got number 10 who might think they're training hard, but they're not actually training as hard as you think they can. Yeah. And then so that just limits them to some extent. Yeah. Yeah. 100%, man. Like learning that, uh, learning those people's, um, you know, the mental ability they had to, to be able to push to those levels. Because some people, and, and very rarely you meet those people that just like they push too hard. It was like, yes. oh, shit. <laughs> you need to chill like, out your, oh, yeah. <laughs> your form a little bit. You go a bit too hard. And those are yeah. the ones that injure themselves as well. Because they're yeah. just like, straight away, just go, go, go. They just want to smash it out. Right. And I'm like, just focus on getting the form right and yeah. do it right. And that's why it's experience. Like, you know, if, you're, if you don't have experience like in the gym actually helping someone with their form and you go try to teach them online, you'd be like, are you actually watching their form and teaching them? Or are you just like hoping they're going to follow your plan? Yeah. Like, there's no like, oh, like, is that exercise gonna actually target the right muscles because there's so many ways of doing every exercise. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, let's bring it back to bodybuilding. So let's talk through your first prep and like um, how you went through that, how you enjoyed it and um, lessons you learned. So, okay, my first body, okay, so like, I'm not gonna lie, you know, this whole reverse diet thing, you know, like, you know, but it is reverse yeah. diet and you know, you should always do it after, yeah. after comp. Um, yeah, I've been known not to do it. <laughs> so, like, so, me, me, myself and Nicole have been pretty bad. <laughs> we talk about like, we're just going to eat everything. We don't even yeah. care. Like, abs, what? <laughs> abs, one shell. So after my first shell, um, so I did that by myself. And I guess like, you know, when you do it alone in that, in like, you know, six, seven years ago, about seven years ago, that was my, probably my first shell. Um, you're pretty much like, no one really understands the mentality behind it. Like, as in like, you're alone. Like, not, it's not as much supported as it is now. Like, people don't really understand it as much as they did back then. Like, back then, they didn't understand it at all. Nowadays, so everyone gets media it. media now? Do you think that you get more Yeah, I think a lot of people like, see social media. Obviously, it's like, a, it's like everyone's going to know someone. Oh, I know a guy that competes. Oh, I know yeah. a girl that competes. You know, now, back then, it was, like, very rare. Like, there wasn't as many as there yeah, is now. Yeah, Ranger. Yes. And so, I felt like, you know, mentally... I didn't go through it, I reckon, as well as I thought I did. And yeah. obviously, you know, you neglect all of relationships and stuff like that. And that's just what happens. You know, when you're alone, no one there to really understand what you're doing. Your friends are like, what are you doing? Like, you know, like, as in, like, does that kind of make sense? Why are you yeah. not coming out? Why are you not drinking? Yeah, like, yeah. They, definitely my friends were understanding. So yeah, to say, they yeah. did understand me, but like, at the same time, I did lose some relationships because of that. You know, like, even like with family stuff, because you become a bit more snappy and they don't understand why you're doing this, especially... <laughs> Being from an Asian household, like yeah. you know, they're like, why do you get turned up and take off your shirt? Like, what's that? <laughs> they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's not really considered a sport in like 
Asian, like in the older it's Asian generation. It's not on TV, like you wouldn't see it. Correct. So it's not like a proper sport. They're like, yeah. what are you doing this for? Like dieting so hard not to be able to eat. And, you know, coming from an Asian household, it's like very important that you always eat, you know, like your parents cook yeah. you food. So like you got to eat, yeah. eat to get big, you know, and yeah, exactly. It's disrespectful you know? if you don't, right? Exactly. I think yeah. it's a lot of different um, cultures as well. Same thing. Like you yeah. just got to eat. It's rude not to. And so when you say, oh no, I can't. They're just like, oh, okay, like, then why are you doing this to yourself, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but I think as you, as I just kept going, it just became more easier. Um, so obviously each show got better. The first show was obviously doing keto uh, with my old wow. coach. <laughs> yeah. Mind blowing, right? That, that, was, that was a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a hard one. Trying to keep up the energy output on keto. Oh my goodness. I was like, I don't think I ever got ketosis because I'm like, well, eat six low days and the seventh day was just like, Refeed. Or just refeed, and there's no plan refeed. Yeah, it was just like eat as, as much carbs as you want, and yeah. I was like, "Man, I'm gonna eat like a whole yeah. loaf of bread. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. I'm gonna eat everything, so there's no control." Um, so that was a good experience, and you know, I just wanted the place. So um, posing was a huge factor in my first show. I find that posing even now is very important. Yeah, you know, everyone needs to really focus on their posing if you want to really go far in longevity in the sport. You know, like because yeah. once you get it done, it's like you know. Once you understand the exercise, once you get your posing done, it's pretty much the same thing. Like you always remember, you never really forget it, you know? Um, and after that, I went to my second show, which was WFF, I think, which was just like more just to get as lean as I could. Because yeah. I felt like my first show wasn't that lean and I had a new coach as well. And we just did more cheat meals. So, so WFF? WFF, never. Never? Okay. Never, yeah, yeah. yeah. So never back then. Um, yeah, so I just kind of did it just more like to get leaner and to see if I could do it. And then with a new coach obviously helping me, we did more cheat meals. So it was like low throughout the weeks and then just one big cheat meal, like whatever you want. Like yeah. so normally I always got my burgers and big yeah. ass dessert. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and then, yeah, so that went well. And then I decided to do uh, Amara again. So I went back to IFBB Elite and that went, um, I think I came second there. But then when we went to Nationals, which is Arnold's, that was I think the second Arnold's at the time. Um, I won my class, yeah. so, uh, which was good. And I went to overalls, which was still like shocking. It just came out of nowhere. I wasn't ready. Like, I just kind of wanted to go, but I didn't think I was actually going to win. Yeah. Like, I was like, yeah, I want to win, but I didn't think I was actually going to do it. And then when they called me, I was like, oh shit, I actually won. I was like, that's, cool, man. I was like, yeah. that's pretty sick. Um, Makes it hard work seem worth it. Yeah. And then, so we went to overalls and then it was me and Leon Steed, if you know him. Uh, not not okay. Yeah. So yeah. So Leon, so me and Leon competed against it. And then there was a guy from Team Oxygen. Do you know who Team Oxygen is? Oh, they're like a, they're um, a team of Kuwait bodybuilders. No, not off the top of my head. No, okay. so, I've been going back for years now. Yeah, so like, no, they're very popular. Like, I think like a lot of the Kuwait bodybuilders is called Team Oxygen. Yeah. So the, Team Oxygen has their own gym and they have their own wow. team. Yeah, yeah. So they bring their whole team here and they just like cleaned up. I think both pro cards for bodybuilding and for wow. men's physique. Yeah. They literally just came here and just took it all. Um, um, and yeah, so they he won it and then yeah, just kind of competed since then. And then I guess like I kind of I feel like I peaked. I'm not gonna lie, I kind of peaked at my top and then the standard just got higher. Yeah. Like, you know, once the pro league swapped over to IFBB Elite, like you can watch, it's just the standard just- The difference in size. It's, it's crazy. Like men's physique back then was all, they were still learning it, but each year the Olympia guys got bigger. And then that just honestly became harder for the amateurs because I feel like the Olympia guys are on such a different level. Like yeah. these guys are like, They've got a lot of muscle for men's physique guys. Yeah. And so on an amateur level, they're really now pushing that bar like so high that competing now is very hard. 
And yeah. so like, you know, it may take me longer to get back on that stage, but I'm just going to aim to keep growing a little bit more. And as long as you keep growing, then, you know, that's all you can really hope for in the gym, right? Yeah, 100%, man. Um, and what do you think, like, uh, for new people out there listening, uh, who are thinking about competing, what's your biggest lesson to give them? I would recommend them getting a coach. Yeah. Anyone that Absolutely. has experience, um, there's a lot of good coaches in Perth. Yeah. Like so yourself, many good coaches. Out to you. Yes. Yeah. Myself, this, but there's way many others, you know, team yeah. physique, the team ecto, yourself, yeah. the physique code, you know, like there's a lot of good guys, even Nicole Tan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nicole Tan. Yeah. It just depends on what your goals are. So align yourself with the people and for the federation you want too. to do. Yeah. Like, being able to match personalities too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So obviously the person has to look after you and appreciate what you do. Yeah, that's a, that's yeah, the yeah. most important part. Like, hopefully, as long as they treat you as a number, then I think that that will, then you have the best experience. Because yeah. then if someone's there that's excited for you, not like, oh, you're just another person competing. Like, you definitely don't want to be that another person competing, and you don't also want to. You want to be treated the same as everyone else. I think everyone needs to be treated the same. So make sure you find a good coach that um, will help you as best they can and support you all the way through. And I think that would make things easier because then you don't have to think about the prep. You know, yeah. especially when you're dieting and trying to like, you get low calories and then you're mentally fatiguing. You're like, I'm not lean enough. But then like, you know, and then if you try to prep yourself, it's never going to go as well as you think you, it is. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. really helps. Um, just like still guidance for someone to think all the hard stuff for you. So, so yes. So you can focus on the hard work. Yes. You yeah. just focus on giving 110%. I follow to the T. And if you do not get there, then your coach did not get you there. Yeah, it's yeah. a simple again. Like, I mean, it's our job to get you to where you need to be. And obviously, if you aren't there and you followed everything to it, you know deep down that you're like, I, I gave 110%, follow the diet, the training, the nutrition steps, everything, sleep, everything. I consider all factors and you stood in it, looked the way you wanted to look, then it really, well, you know, there's still other factors that could come into play. But really, it does come down to the coach to help them get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah very true, yeah. man. And it's like, uh, it, like, how much of it, in your opinion, is it, uh, the mental aspect? Oh, it's a lot mental than anything. Like, I mean, it, when you get that deep into prep, it all comes down to mind games. You yeah. know, you start, then you start stalking your competitors. <laughs> you, start, you, start, <laughs> you start looking at them like, oh, I'm best this guy. Like, how does this person look, you know? Yeah, oh, I think I'm beating here, yeah. beating there. And yeah. I, I tell people, I'm like, focus on yourself. Focus, on, focus on like progressing yourself. Like understand if this is your first show ever, set a bar for yourself. Become the, like, this is probably going to be the leanest you've ever been. You know, like you're going to be absolutely shredded. So you should be proud of the journey getting there. You know, once you get there, you're like, all right, you know, I, I've given 110%. If you know that, it doesn't matter where you win or lose. Cause then you've already now deep down, you're like, I gave 110%. There was nothing else I could do. Yeah. Like, you know, if you came in strict, like condition as, you know, um, and you lost out because of muscle, um, then you're like, well, I just need to build more muscle. So that way, that's where the off-season comes in. Yeah. yeah, and like, how important is that off-season? Do people like, you know, they, they, do you think some people go too hard um, partying and like enjoying themselves or gorging on the off-season? <laughs> I, like, I like to find balance. Um, yeah. So I, I think it depends on the individual um, and how long your off-season is. So if you're going to take like a whole one year off season, I think it's very beneficial to take, you know, like, yeah, if you want to go out and have a few drinks, you know, go ahead and enjoy yourself. You know, you've earned it, you know, like maybe once a month, maybe once every two weeks, that's if you're really pushing it. Yeah. Uh, but obviously understand that, you know, this, this will set you back like three or four days, you know, like obviously drinking slows fat loss and therefore, you know, recovery and stuff like that. So therefore you're going to just take out half your week every time you drink. So I let them have the option. Obviously, if their goal is like, I want to become a pro, 
then I'll be like, there's, well, there's, there's no room for movement. There's no room for movement. Yeah. If you if you know any, pro- obviously you know quite a few pros. Like it's yeah. the same. They're just like all or nothing. It's yeah. like in an off season. It's there's no off season. It's just growth season because yeah. you're still dieting. You're still doing the same thing. If you want to go find a spot, the off season is where you put the muscle on. Yeah. The on seasons obviously just cutting out, getting lean. But the off seasons where you really need to put in that work. So like recovery is so important. You need to make sure you're eating the right types of food. You can't just be eating shit and getting, you know, too overweight. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah, love it, man. Um, and what do you think one of the biggest misconceptions is for uh, competing, especially for guys coming mm-hmm. into it? What do you misconception? Like misconception is in like uh, when they come into it, they like uh, say for example, they think it's gonna be like easier. They just eat the chicken and rice, go to the gym, and they're gonna look good like they do with guys in the photo shoots. Like yeah, um, yeah. I think like the biggest thing I get from guys who sit down and talk to me, they're like, "Oh, I want to look like this," and they show me someone who's on stage. I'm like, "Mate, do you know how much blood, sweat, and tears has gone into that?" Yes. They're like, no, I just, just you know, I just follow this program, and then twelve weeks I look like that, right? And it's like, oh man, I don't know who told you that. That's, yeah. that's not how it works. Like, yeah. fuck. Uh, I, do you get that much yourself? Um, I. Not really, because I think I explain it well enough to all my individual clients. I'm like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. it takes a very long time to build muscle. Like, realistically, I think the amount of muscle someone can put on naturally, maybe three kilos, depending on like yeah. the individual. Like, and obviously like the size, like, you know. Sorry? Like on a Dexa? Yeah, on a Dexa. Yeah. Like three kilos of pure, just lean muscle mass, yeah. um, which is pretty conservative, I would say. Like, it depends on the Individuals like a complete beginner. Yeah. No matter how they lift, they're gonna build some muscle. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, I mean, like yeah. whether they eat bad or good, it's because yeah. they're beginner. Obviously, for someone who's more intermediate, advanced, like putting two, three kilos is like you know how it is. It's like actually really hard once you're already at that level. So I yeah. think like um, you know some people can put on tons of muscle, but obviously it just really depends on the individual. It's hard to really predict. Um, yeah. But yeah, not, definitely a lot of guys will come in, but I want to look like this or I want to look like that. They always show me photos, and I'm like that guy's probably like. He's probably not as big as you think he is because he's probably just very shredded. You know, most yeah, times he's like seventy kilos on stage. Yes, <laughs> a lot of times, like you know, when you're that lean, you look that much more bigger. Like yeah. you know, but in person, you're like, oh wait, he doesn't look that big. But when, he, when he's tense, you're like, whoa, this guy's pretty yeah, yeah. buff. You know, you always see it like, and I'm like, this guy's probably only like eighty kilos, like shredded. Yeah. You know, but she's still big because you know, like eighty kilos shredded is pretty big, and obviously in his off season, he's probably like ninety kilos, so you look a lot more solid. Yeah. Um, so it's always about putting. I'm telling like, you just need to put more lean muscle on. And obviously lean muscle takes time. When they go, oh, I'm gonna put on like, I put on like 10 kilos in like 10 weeks. And I'm like, that's not gonna be all muscle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So you get, you get a lot of those ones, right? Yeah, like yeah, I'm gonna yeah. put, I put on like five kilos in like two weeks. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, you say KFC that's not muscle. Day, yeah, yeah. That's, that's definitely <laughs> not muscle, man. That's, how, like, that's <laughs> how I used to bulk when I first started training. Yeah, I'd be like, the snap fitness I used to go to was right next to KFC. I was like, <laughs> finish my session, go get a family feast. I'm like, fuck yeah. Oh, okay. oh you would not believe, like, that's what I did with Nicole as well. Yeah. When Nicole and me first started dating, like, I remember the first time, like, I was like, you know, it used to be like dirty bulk, you know? Yeah. We used to go to, after we trained, we used to go to the McDonald's. We <laughs> buy like a large meal. And I told her, I was like, Nicole, did you get a happy meal? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I made her, I made her eat, man. I was yeah. just like, so I was like, oh yeah, like if you're gonna eat, eat until you're like when you're full, you keep eating. That's the truth. Why I told her she, she remembered it. She was, I was like, yeah, I remember. It's like when you're full, you just keep eating. It's like another rep. You just keep pushing. But <laughs> <laughs> this is how good too much weight. Um, but it's funny because I listened to a podcast the other day and they were talking about um whether or not bulking at a higher body fat would yield 
more muscle gains than someone at a low body fat. Okay, yeah. So it's a really good topic. Um, it was like Jeff Nippard. Yeah. So like Jeff Nippard did mediated between Dr. Eric Helms, Mike Urzotel, um, Greg Knuckles. That's a metal, if you've heard of yeah, these yeah, guys. Yeah. yeah. So they had like a pretty much discussion whether or not it was better to bulk at a higher body fat or like bulk on a lower body fat, which is actually very interesting because you're like, mm. what, what, do you, what would you What's say? What's the conclusion? Um, there's no conclusion because they can't, they can't actually get the variables right. Obviously, yeah, the study's okay. too broad for yeah, to, It depends yeah. on whether the individual and knowing that someone has to bulk past 25%. Oh, so, man, it's yeah. like, I think you still got to fit on a dexter if they're bulking fat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, over the sides. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's what I think, like, they were discussing that. It was like a two-hour debate whether or not, like, it was better to bulk. Obviously, I think there, there is no conclusion because they can't actually test for it. Yeah, but I think yeah, it's still yeah. big. It just depends on the individual. Like yeah. if someone's been bulking for like two years, you're not going to be like, hey, let's keep bulking. You're going to be like, all right, let's see what food you're eating. Let's do a cut first yeah. to see what you have underneath and then go back into a bulk. And if someone's been cutting forever, then you have to reverse diet them, get them into kind of a bulking phase and try to grow as much muscle. And they'll probably both build equally as much muscle. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And like, it comes down a lot to, you know, the types of food they're eating there, the metabolism, how fast they're going to process their energy, their training time, so they're doing the exact same training, do they respond the same to the training? Correct. Like, I suppose the only, the only people you could probably do that on would be a set of twins. Yes, like, like, exactly, yeah. yeah. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't know exactly with the same genetic factors. Yeah. Like one guy could literally just be a mesomorph and just burn through everything. Yeah. And then like, so then he probably eat a ton, like you've seen guys who can just eat a ton load of food and not gain any weight, or like they just look yeah. still leaning, like how does this guy still lean? Like I'll eat, yeah. I'll smell some cake and I'll gain like 10 kilos. <laughs> you know? I mean, I'm the same, yeah. I can't, oh. Like when Paulie does with calories, he's like, mate, I've got to put your calories down. It's like, it's not working for you. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, what, you drop your calories? Yeah, I'm like, I've got female clients eating more than me. I'm like, this is horse shit. <laughs> I did say you look leaner, so yeah, yeah. Definitely just, it's definitely working. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, I'm hungry. Nah, it's good though. Like it's it's interesting. You know yourself, right? As a coach, that yeah. you get so many different people, you get so many different body types, and they mm-hmm. all respond differently. It's like you can never just give someone a set calories that work for someone else because everyone responds so differently. Correct, um, correct. It's, it's really cool to see. Yeah, and it, it, you know, honestly, it's a guessing game. Like if you think yeah, about it, like, we're not going to deny we 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 are confident in what we do. Yeah. We make taking every variable that's there for us. Yeah. But whether or not the client responds to it, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah. Like, you know, whether or not they even follow it as well. Yeah. Compliance is a huge thing. If they don't follow it, then you're all like, well, then it's not going to work. Like, you're going to have to just keep doing the same food until you follow it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, do you mind, uh, up to you if you want to talk about performance enhancements? Oh, yeah, I'm happy to talk yeah, about cool, Yeah, man. yeah, like, cool, um, cool. And that's what I was going to say about one of the common misconceptions that guys have. Like, a lot of times guys will show me photos of guys on stage and like, Mate, do you know how much has gone into that body? Like, as in not just food, but also <laughs> yeah. like the stress and strain that you're doing, like um, mm. performance enhancements behind that too. And people are like, they take steroids and body I'm like, well, yeah. And that's like, you know, it's, uh, if you're going to be in the top, you know, if you're placing the top three in Correct. a pro show, it's like, yeah, you've got to, you've got to be, you've got to push things up. Yeah, um, yeah. 100%. Like, you know, PD is one of those things uh, everyone just wants to do. Everyone fairly, I know actually quite a lot of guys in the gym who just like are fairly young, but they're already using stuff. And I'm just like, man, like, this is so bad. Like, you haven't pushed your genetic potential first yeah. before jumping on stuff. Yeah. Like, my first show, I pretty much jumped into IBB. So I was pretty much already, it's open show. So yes, it's untested. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, you're going you're gonna to use stuff to keep yourself at advantage, you know? You yeah. don't want to not use it. Yeah. Um, so, but you see, if I had the right sort of guidance back then, I probably would never have used stuff. 
You know, like I would have wanted to push my genetic potential first before I considered even using it. Um, and I think a lot of guys nowadays need to understand that. Like, you know, you push your genetic potential. Have you died at 100%? Have yeah. you trained with a coach 100%? Have you actually given all those 100% and then decide to jump on stuff? Like, most times, you know, coaches will, unless you're, you go straight out, I'm just going to use stuff. Then, like, you know, a coach can only help you if you just like, well, I'm going to use stuff. I'm going to help guide you. But we're always going to try to defer them. And most of my clients always defer that. I'm like, no, nah, let's just focus on diet and training first. Show me you can do that first yeah. for like a year or something like that. Do a, do a natty show. And then maybe consider then, okay, let's, okay, we've pushed, we've seen what we can do. Let's just go take it up a notch. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's the best time to use it. Yeah. I love it, man. And that's, that's the same mentality I have. More so for me from a strength side, like I tell my clients that they'll come in and they're like, oh yeah, I'm going to try this cycle. I'm going to try that cycle. I'm like, all right, man, how much are you deadlifting? They're like hundred kilos. I'm like, ooh. Okay. Okay. So let's let's just get you naturally as strong as possible first, um, and once that slows right down, then we can talk about like you know what Correct. what guidance you need and where you need to yeah. go and who you need to speak to in regards to that. Because you know if you're if you're coming in and you're struggling and trying to bench sixty kilos as a, as a fully grown male, yeah, and yeah. thinking about jumping on jumping on um, steroids, then just yeah, don't don't go down that path. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a very dark road, and I think. Um, as high as you can go up, you can drop a lot further down. Yeah. Like it's literally one of those ones that like, you know, and most guys get addicted because they're too scared to come off. That's the, that's the biggest, that's probably the hardest factor I think like when it comes to using stuff. Cause obviously, yeah. you know, a lot of young guys, they can't like, if they have some anger issues or they can't control their anger, yeah. they're just going to go off the rails. Like it's going to be very hard for them to understand that like, you know, you just can't go crazy. Cause it, sometimes it just gets in you, you know, like, yeah. So yeah, that's why I think it's a very, like guys need to consider that the psychological factor. Because, yeah, you get a physical performance factor, yeah. but if you do not come off, the coming off part is the hardest part. Mm. Like that feeling of coming off is like the worst feeling you ever feel probably. Yeah. You know, it's going through PMS pretty much. <laughs> like, you know, not, Just eating ice cream, eating yeah, chocolate. Exactly. Not, not and, you know, watching Married at First Yes, night. yes. <laughs> I find it, you know what's very funny is that a lot of guys, um, you know, they get advice and stuff. They're always like, you know, I've used stuff before. And then when they came off, they lost it all. And I'm like teaching them, well, then you weren't tracking what you're doing. Yeah. Like, that's why it's important to track what you're doing. You know, measure your weight, measure the food you're eating, measure your um, training. You know, like if you're like benching 160 and the next minute you're not benching anymore and then because you came off stuff, then you've yeah. been training like 100 and you'd be like, you've lost all that strength. Yeah, when you like probably could have maintained most of it. Yeah. Um, and it can feel like that because when they don't come off, they just continually be like, I'm just going to keep going. Yeah. And that's where the problem is. Like that's a psychological factor. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. Like, um, uh, a seminar with a guy named big Z who came over. He's a world's strongest man competitor. Oh okay, yeah, yeah. And he was saying like, um, you know, before his competitions, he'll come off everything completely. Is big Z the guy who's won multiple strong it's like, Yeah. It's like 16 times that, or something. Yes. What's his yeah. name? Oh yeah. Oh, because I, I do watch it. It's like, it's an animal. <laughs> yeah. He's an animal. Yeah. yeah. Cause I'm pretty sure before like Brian Shaw and stuff, he was the guy who's continuously winning. A lot of the yeah. strong man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I did see that, yeah. Yeah, he was saying like, you know, two weeks out from comp, um, he'll come off completely everything because it, uh, it calms down the um, your doping receptors and things like that. So, mm, and, yeah, and it doesn't have such a high load on your central nervous system being driven up. Um, so you actually peak for strength better. So even though psychologically it feels worse, your strength actually peaks more when you come off. 
and especially in those first initial weeks. Well, that's um, very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, for more so for strength competitions. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's something like myself, I find when I come off, my strength is generally higher because my body's not ramped up so much and I can yeah. just focus on central nervous system drive. Yeah. Um, I still feel like shit. Recovery takes forever. But, yeah, know. recovery <laughs> takes forever. And then your strength, your strength the, it, after, like, two, three weeks, it does drop. I definitely yeah. feel like your strength definitely does drop after you've... I, I felt it before and I was just like, whoa, like, it's just... You go from like a 140 bench to like 120, like, well, this feels, this feels heavy, yeah. eh? Like, I was doing this like three weeks ago, like, what happened? Yeah, yeah. And then, so, I think that's where guys go wrong. Like, when guys They lose take that stuff, intensity? Yes, they yeah. lose that intensity. They're like, you know, I still yeah. try to push my hardest, but then they completely lose... You hear a lot of guys all the time, like, oh, I'm gonna start using this. And all of a sudden, they start eating good, they start sleeping good, they start partying, if they, they start training then. good. Yeah, exactly, they should yeah. be doing that. But when it comes to using stuff, for some reason, they're like, I invest all this money, so now I need to go 100%. And then yeah. after they come off stuff, they're like, well, I'm gonna stop doing all this, I'm gonna start partying again, I'm gonna stop eating well, and I'm like, like, this is why they lose all their muscle, because yeah. they don't maintain it after that. Um, but it is a scary period, and I think having a coach to help you understand and get you through it mentally yep. very important so yeah, at least that way right. someone be like hey you need to come off not like just stop using stuff and then that's it like there's no pct or anything like that another thing too like how many how many guys would you have known right and for myself i know a lot of guys who have reached out to me to speak to me about it yeah and they're going oh i just spent all this money on a cycle i'm like cool who's your coach they're like oh i don't have one i'm like so you did tell me you just spent a thousand bucks buying all the shit to put in your body and you've got no program, no nutrition guidance, no one to help you manage this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, like, what the fuck are you doing? They're like, oh, that's a good point. Maybe I should look into that. It's like, like they, and they can easily drop that sort of money for it. Yeah. Like yeah. they're just like straight away, like I'm just going to drop like a thousand into that. And I'm like, what do you spend like a thousand on coaching? Yeah, like, that's, like that's, six months ahead in your yeah, training. Exactly. Like, yeah. I'm like, that would get you longer in the sport than just you just spending a thousand on stuff that literally comes out of your system after like, that probably last you maybe eight weeks at best yeah. or 10 weeks at best, you yeah, know? Exactly. So depending yeah. on the individual, but like, yeah. you know, I'm like, they waste a lot of money on that. They invest it in the wrong places. Mm. And I'm like, get a coach first and then discuss whether or not it is the right time and what your goals are. Like, yeah. you know, if you're just an average person and you're not planning to compete i say don't use stuff yeah. unless you're a strength athlete maybe if you want to take it yeah. to that really like high street anything yeah. competitive yeah like you know well that's open federation obviously yeah, like any yeah, competitive yeah. you want to do a <laughs> tested federation and yeah. be using stuff but like obviously untested and then doing using stuff yeah, yeah. Like, that's a, that's a big thing too like the messages <laughs> i have, uh, i won't name anyone but i i know friends of mine people <laughs> 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 go into things i like we're absolutely clean up in, the, in some things and i'm like Man, just do just do the opens. Like, yes. don't, don't do Oh, that, that, like, that really bugs me. Oh, yeah. I'm not gonna like, I mean, like, <laughs> you, you get it? You get, you get it? Like, they'll be like, but I suffered like two years ago, three years ago. Yeah. I'm like, but you still use stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. it still counts. Like, I mean, like, two years is all right. Just, I guess if they still don't, if they lost all the gains they just made, yeah. then I'm like, okay, fair enough. But if there's someone like, who literally used about six months ago, like still fresh, I'm like, nah, man. Like, still this on TRT. Yes. Yeah. Like, nah, it like, doesn't count. It's TRT. Just, <laughs> I'm on a low dose, yeah, who cares? Yeah, but then a lot of like, yeah, because they don't really test right, and I think it does come out of the system fairly quick as well. Mm. So it's yeah. very hard to really get them right. Especially which S's you use too. Yes, yeah. correct. So, so like, you know, the props and stuff obviously going to go through a lot faster. Yeah. Uh, but most people should just use the longer esters anyway. So they're going to yeah. do a long term. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Yeah, man, let's bring it back to, um, so what's your, what's your goal with competing now, like going into the future? Have you seen the standard in men's physique? It's 
fucking massive. It's massive. Have you seen the current winners over East? The oh one who just won his profile for Brazil? Like, come <laughs> on, man. These guys are like, they're, they're what really. What are you I mean, I think I talked to one guy. He didn't. The guy who actually won his profile for Brazil, he literally. I think he didn't train because he was in Melbourne, right? Yeah, yeah. So it was locked down for like, I think four months or something like that. And he's like, he had no equipment. So he did push-ups and stuff like that. Have you seen the size of this guy? And then he decided to, he decided to, I think he only trained for like three months or something like that. Came in and just dominated. And I was just like, man, I was like, I, I give kudos to everyone that competed that was from Melbourne and stuff. Because their lockdown was really bad, you know, for a very long time. Most of them did compete. And most of them looked really good. Yeah. Like, and I was really shocked at how the standard was. And the standard was very high. Yeah, it was good, um, man. I think in Pro League, like, my goal is to do Pro League still. Uh, but obviously, the standard's pretty high. I might do a state show first, just to kind of get back in. Because I haven't competed for, like, two years, two years, three years, yeah. almost. So I just want to kind of get shredded. Like that's all I kind of want to do it for. Uh, whether I win or lose, it's not in my system anymore. Like that's not really my goal. Like my goal is to get better. Like yeah. eventually I want to win, but I don't think I'm ready right at this point in time. And I think, you know, that's with this sport. Like, you know, genetics is a huge factor. You know, five years ago, when you, if you asked me, like six years ago when I competed, you would be like, genetics don't like play a factor. I'll be like, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll work genetics anytime. You know, but then like nowadays, I'm just like, no, nah, just it's, it's just fine tuning, like that extra one percent. Correct. It's yeah. just dead. No, the genetics, like even in my clients, like yeah. I can just literally look at their structure and be like, Jesus this guy's Christ. got crazy legs and he doesn't yeah. train very. I'm just like, it's just genetics. Yeah. It's yeah. funny because I have uh, one guy, he's like the uncle, and then uh, he, I have his nephew, and they both have like genetically they have the same shape. Yeah. Wow. Like yeah. the just big legs. You know, one's only nineteen, one's like forty. But then if you look at their structure, you'll be like, whoa, these guys have a lot of, they have the same shape, like big legs, um, big shoulders, like they just genetically look good. Yeah. And I'm like, genetics is hard to beat. Like, you know, obviously if, you put, if they put in the work ethic, you know, keep prolonging the sport, they're going to go very far. And, you know, I think it's very hard, especially because the men's physique division is, um, it's just, there's no weight cap. Yeah. There's no weight cap. So the guys literally can get as big as they want. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Surely they would at least weigh like my height would be average like 93, 94. On stage. Shredded on <laughs> yeah, stage. Wow. Yeah. So these guys are like <laughs> yeah. pretty heavy. Like they're actually like pushing. And then the classic physique cap has gone up. Did you, like they secretly pushed it up because I looked the other day and it went up from, I think my height used to be only about 92 or 93 kilos, I think. Now it's up to like 100 kilos cap. So like, I'm just like, because they had to push that up because men's physique got it. Yeah. So you're looking at classic physique guys who are around my height, they're doing hundred kilos on the cap. Yeah. So wow. they're pretty much on the max. Like pretty much, they, have, they probably have cut like two liters, two kilos of water, then jump on stage. Yeah. But you're investing in a guy who's hundred kilos. If you're only 93 kilos, you're going to lose by seven kilos almost. Yeah. Unless you have better shape. Yeah. Or posing yeah. or angles or whatever. Yeah. Like work in. But yeah, it's incredible like that. You know, the size difference you see, like, yes. that, like stage weight. With yeah. someone who's 93 versus 100. It's like, yes. Jesus Especially in height as well. Huge factor. As well. <laughs> yeah. With like someone who's obviously like a lot shorter, weighs yeah. like 90 kilos on stage, you're going to be huge. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? But you'll be like, he's only like 90 kilos. I think Kai Green's, very short, but I think I seen him in person, and he was he was like a, well, 130 kilos off oh, off off season or something like that. Yeah. I'm just like, man, this guy's got a lot of muscle. Because yeah. I remember when I saw him at my first Arnold's, I think I was backstage. Uh, no, I was at the Tanner place getting my tan. He just waltzes in, and pros get priority. You know, pros 
professionals yeah. always get party they just walk in whenever they want and get party I mean they are pros yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't disrespect to Nicole <laughs> <laughs> you get left outside yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, yeah. Red carpet. they just push me to the side <laughs> they, I'm a professional baggage <laughs> handler amateur outside of the road. Yeah. <laughs> just I'm a baggage handler so like I need to hold a bag um, but yeah no, they're definitely like the pros are, like Ty Green just walks in and just like he's just walking in there he's just only like He's very short, but then he just walks in, held chill, says hi to a few people, yeah. and he just goes gets his time, gets proud, and he made everyone leave the room. Yeah. Yeah, he was just like, oh, to the tanner, like, I think he made everyone leave the room because he didn't want anyone to see him. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah so right. he's like, he getting a full pro treatment, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there you go. That's yeah. a bit weird, yeah. <laughs> you heard the rumor why um, he, he, or the reason why he hasn't won uh, Mr. Olympia or something? Is it, is it, it Kai Green? Was it because of looks? Uh, so, so I do with a video that he did for a adult site um, years ago. Surely not. No, no, I mean, I heard of that video. The, the grapefruit video. The grapefruit. <laughs> that's the actual video. Like, I mean, I don't think you can search it up now, but like... It's still that, on there. Still... <laughs> no way. All right. I've, that's the first uh, time I've ever heard of it. Yeah. I actually thought it just came down to... <laughs> the look of the sport like you know you know like I, I, thought, like, I thought Phil Hazel was a better looking guy like yeah. you know they chose him because he's got like the hazel eyes like, yeah. this guy's a good looking bodybuilder <laughs> like, so I thought they gave it to him and you know like did you like Kai Green or Phil Heathmore? Like, who do you like? Do you watch when they competed? Oh, uh, not enough. I couldn't honestly. I didn't know enough about the sport when I watched it to see like, the difference. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair like, enough. This guy's massive. Yes, that's exactly it. So, like during that time, it was like totally different muscle bellies and it literally just came down to genetics like you know they had different muscles in different areas you know yeah, the shapes yeah. of their muscles and I think that's why genetics is such if you, if you really want to be a pro you either have to look really good first time ever competing as an amateur or it's going to take you a very long time to get there yeah. like because you know the people who are genetically gifted some guys I know who use very little PEDs but they just look crazy good. Yeah, that, like, that, that little amount of PDs that goes on. They just takes them no longer. And everyone's like, man, that guy must be using so much. And I'm like, no, he isn't. Trust me, I know. Like, yeah. as in, like, yeah. I've even got some guys who are like, they're massive. Like, as in, 113 kilos, um, pretty solid, probably compete at 100 kilos. Yeah. But then, like, he's just like, yeah, I've only competed twice or something like that, used only PDs twice for 10 weeks each. That was it. Yeah. And I was just like, this guy's really, I'm just like, genetics. Like you just really, it's really hard to overcome that. Um, don't get me wrong. If you keep prolonging in a sport, you can eventually maybe get your pro card. If you train for 10 years straight, yeah. just keep trying to get there. You'll eventually- Full-time job though. <laughs> Full-time job, correct. If you can put on at least two, three kilos a year, think about five years, that's about 15 kilos right there. Mm. You know, like you see, if you look at it perspective wise, like, you know, if you train hard for a whole year, that's three kilos. Yeah. Do that for five years, you got 15 kilos. Yeah. You know, it may, may sound very little. Like, oh, I want to gain eight kilos in one year. And I'm like, well, that's not very possible, but all right. Like you have to understand that, you know, at best you may only earn like three kilos. I mean, yeah. some guys can go crazy and just keep growing. You see some of these professionals like Keon Prodigy, you know, Keon Prodigy? Uh, not off the top of my head. Oh, hey. Yeah, so he's pretty, he moved up from classic physique into 212. And when he moved up, he just put on so much muscle so quickly within like a year. Wow. Like he went from classic straight to 212. And he- 212's under 90, is that right? I think so, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't know how big he is, but he just, he just put on muscle so quickly. Like he must've been holding back for so long. And he decided, I'm just gonna get, gain like 10 kilos of muscle or whatever muscle, amount of muscle he gained. And he just looked huge. Yeah. And I was like, man, I can't believe this guy build quality muscle in a year. Yeah, so wow. it, it is possible, but I think it just depends on the individual how they respond to the things. 
obviously we, at the end of the day we don't know how much to actually use them together yeah very cool yeah. Hey, Nicole you're hitting up your food now are you yeah, that's cool. No, yeah. Right? You hear a beep, guys. That's just Nicole in the background heating yeah. up a, a massive monster <laughs> meal. Yeah, she's on that. She's on that bulk life. She is <laughs> bulk life. Preparing for her show. The bulk oh. life's the best. You're like, I just wish I can eat right now. <laughs> it's not. It's not too bad. Uh, I think Paulie had me down like three thousand kilos, and I had a client who was on three thousand. A female client. Oh, really? Fifty kilos on three thousand kilos, and I was like, uh. you know what? It's so. It, it's sometimes that's how our body works eh? I think you're like myself I feel like for me to actually lose any weight I have to diet very hard like I have to drop my calories from half to like I could be eating like 700-800 carbs in the off season like you know and then they're like oh let's do a mini cut drop it by half and you're like still no drop in weight like you drop a little bit of weight and all of a sudden you just plateau and then you're just like your coach is probably like, oh, I have to drop it down even more. And then you just keep <laughs> dropping it down. You're like, oh, no, not my food. Yeah, Especially yeah. coming out of the being bulk, like when you're yeah, like yeah. at your peak of your calories. Yeah. It's a bit hard sometimes, but you got to mini cut sometimes to clean it up. Yeah, that's true, man. Sometimes. Just keep the body sensitive to the food, eh? Yes, exactly. Because yeah. you do get sick. Like, what was your highest calories at one point? Um, what is uh, 4,000? So 4,000. Oh, okay, yeah. it's not it's not a lot but yeah, yeah. It's, it's it enough. feels like a lot especially <laughs> for someone who eat, who works a lot yeah you know like especially because you're always on the go yeah, eating that much food is like so hard because if you only can eat four meals a day you're eating like big meals i'm a slow eater too like, <laughs> like i just get so easily distracted like i have yeah. a bowl of food i'll sit there and then i'm like i don't know fucking bird will fly past like <laughs> I, think, I think that's a bit of ADHD, oh, right? Like, fully, yeah. fully, full blown ADHD kid right here. Yeah, yeah. And all the time, like, what the fuck is half an hour gone? Like, I'm gonna be somewhere. <laughs> like, how did it actually eat it? That's yeah. what actually happened. You were like sitting there, you're like, oh crap, I need to leave. <laughs> like, I'm gonna be 50 minutes late. Yeah, I was, just, I was sitting there, like, eating my food at home. And it was like 12 o'clock. I was like, nah, I've got plenty of time. I've got plenty of time. I Googled how long. It was like 35 minutes. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was south side, north side, pretty far, man. <laughs> Yeah, you on north side, eh? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty. A thirty-five minute drive is not, not too, too bad. bad. Yeah, it's yeah, not too yeah. bad. It's just yeah. like when you get out and there's people driving like eighty on the freeway and just like oh, get out, lane switching. Like, but I think it's Perthians, and we call it like Perth people. Like we're like pretty lucky. Like oh, you know, man. we we're, our traffic is as bad as like you know maybe less than forty-five minutes, and we complain so about that. Good, Whereas, like, imagine being in Melbourne. Melbourne. Yeah, imagine yeah. being in traffic. You haven't actually driven like two hundred meters, <laughs> and you're like forty minutes later, minutes later, and yeah. you're just like, I think I'll blow. I think I, I just wouldn't survive. I'm yeah. like, yeah, I can't deal with this. <laughs> I was just like, I come like, um, when I was in Melbourne with my ex, Liv, yeah. and was over there for a show, and we went from one uh, one Doherty's to another. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I think like we had to get something from one Doherty's and go to another Doherty's for a tan or something. Yeah, and it was like it was like an hour. It was like literally like two k's away. And I was <laughs> like, what the fuck, we could walk this. It's like. <laughs> Sometimes that's usually the best option, but like yeah. I think if she's all dieting, yeah, she's probably like I don't want to walk. No, and especially got a fresh coat, tan or something. Oh yeah, you definitely like, don't want to start. The weather, you're like, no, and it rains that. randomly as well. Oh, and he's like, oh, like especially after like you know, I think every time we did Arnold, we always, I swear it rained. Every time <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness, yeah. we're like, why does it have to rain today out of all days? Yeah, like just be like pouring rain. Just but, like the happiest day ever. Like, yeah. yeah. So you went to the Arnold's then? Or, yeah. uh, that was for, God, well, let's show that was for. That was the one national where show. Shane Garcia won a pro card. Oh, you so it was a national show? National show, yes. Yeah, national show, yeah. yeah. So the Arnold's always like such a good show to go to. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely get over it. I think they go to the Fifth Fest this year. 
They're doing Fit Fest. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. I think it'll pretty okay. much be the same thing. Uh, you haven't heard of it yet, or? I've seen, I've seen yeah. that as so Fit Fest, I yeah. think it'll literally just be Arnold's, but like the same idea, you pretty much go there and yeah. Nicole will be competing. Oh, that's exciting. Um, exciting maybe that, yeah. 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 Haven't yeah. announced it yet. So, it'll be ahead. Oh, yeah, she's going to look good. I yeah. think she'll look all right. How do you guys, how do you guys go um, uh, when you're both prepping around the same time? Um, do you like put a line between the house, or? We're actually pretty... <laughs> I guess like we're pretty. Oh, what would you say? We're just like sit next to each other in silence. Yeah, <laughs> we'll sit there in front of a TV. Like TV might not be on. Yeah, <laughs> and we're just just facing out like just dead tired. But yeah. like, you know, yeah. So we, we kind of like understand like our own like how we are. So we just kind of yeah. keep quiet. It's better just to keep quiet than to try to talk. Because if we talk and then it might lead to you know you might start arguing about something <laughs> stupid and you just I don't have the energy for this. So we just keep quiet and just watch shows. You know, like so it's. Actually, pretty easy to prep with each other because we both understand the process. That's um, good, man. We've done yeah. many shows, uh, quite yeah. a few shows together, I think. Um, so that's why, like, it's pretty good. We just kind of learn how to adapt. Yeah. You know, like, we'd be understanding of each other. If she's competing, then I will be understanding of her. Yeah. And the same thing with me. Like, if I compete, then she'll do the same thing. So we just, it's only fair. Like, you know, yeah, we support each other sure, as much as we can. So. Yeah, you don't sew each other's food, do you? Huh? No, no, she she does a lot of cooking. So. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so cool. I, I just she just cooks a lot, and then yeah. off season's just a lot of rice. And stuff. Like, <laughs> rice cooker on every day. That rice cooker. So like, rice with corn. Or rice, rice, rice cooker rice every day. Cooker. How good a rice cooker then? Oh, yeah, oh, they're the best. Day. Yeah, I mean, everyone's got to get one. Like literally, turn that stuff on. Have, <laughs> have fresh rice every day. That's yeah. literally. But I, like at my peak of my book, I'm eating. I'm eating pretty much all the rice in the pot. <laughs> you know, so you must just have it on every single day running and you just get fresh rice so yeah you, then, you must know how that feels like you just oh, eat rice all the time i love rice so so yeah. much fresh rice yeah do oh. you eat potato as well or nah i've got no patience cooking oh, yes. <laughs> <You> <laughs> it really- takes too long rice cooking is like i swear it's like 20 minutes and done yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. try cooking potatoes right and you want to you know you want to cook a lot of them because you have to chop them up and shit yes and correct that. correct correct yeah make sure they're clean and whatever it just takes way too much time. Yeah. Um, unless you cook them in the air fryer and they come out perfect. I but find that like, it's a funny that we talk about like, yeah, when we talk about rice and potatoes, like Asians tend to digest rice really easy. Yeah. But then you, I got clients who like don't digest rice yeah, at all. Some, and they yeah, won't, don't. It's just like, you know, it just comes down to their culture. Yeah. Like if they're actually like born, like they're like, oh, they, they, they digest rice so they would just eat potato. Yeah. You know, like, like and a, I'm just like, yeah. Like a, um, like an Anglo-Saxon type background. Yes. Like genetically going to tolerate um, potatoes a lot better. Yeah. Uh, so they'll be like, I can't eat rice. And I'll be like, okay, they would just eat more potatoes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of the two carb sources. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And um, that's, that's what I find, like, you get some clients that can handle example what like they just handle high fats better yes um, very few and then it's like that's pretty cool i can't <laughs> yeah it's like we can't do high fat yeah right? yeah <laughs> you drop that fat slow but then fats keep you satiated so it's good yeah, when it's high yeah exactly all right so um what about for people that are interested in what you do man how do they reach out to you where do they find you all right so they can find me on instagram so yeah. aesthetic underscore coach um so you can find my website on there have a look have a browse have a look at all the transformations I've done and helped people. Um, I help people all different levels, pretty much um, competing athletes to like the everyday lifestyle clients. Um, and everyone has their own journey. So just understand like, you know, I'll help you as best as I can and help you achieve your goals. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Love it, man. Um, is there anything else you want to cover in the podcast? No. No? Cool, yeah, man. Yeah. Love it. Uh, so what I'll do is I'll drop Jeremy's information in the description um, of the podcast. So feel free to... 
check it out, give him a follow, see what he does, hit him up there. Um, he's got an awesome page. So yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Thank you for coming yes. on. Thanks, man. Cheers, man. Appreciate it. See you.